Hello and welcome to another podcast from Betfair Trading Community with me, your host, Martin. Got a good subject to talk to you about today. And, and this is kind of in light of that. I mean, I'm recording this in early October and a lot of people um, have been struggling over the weekend with some of their trading. I mean, on the other hand, a lot of people have been doing well. I think you're always going to get that kind of variance with trading. Um, but what's interesting to me is that I've noticed that when people have any kind of struggle with their trading or, you know, a strategy that's been doing well suddenly has a bit of a blip or a downturn, people very quickly start to second guess themselves. And I think it's really, really important to trust the process. And that's what this uh, podcast is going to be about today. Trusting the process of what you're doing okay because it's very easy you know when anything goes wrong in life to start questioning it to think maybe I should stop maybe it's not gonna work maybe I'm not any good at it you know the amount of self-doubt we can have as as humans is it's unbelievable really we're always trying to second-guess ourselves and I guess that ultimately you know goes all the way back to you know an evolutionary thing where we've learned that you know we need to be constantly analyzing things to survive and to thrive but when you're dealing with something like trading you have to understand that variance that downswings that downturns that blips happen okay and it doesn't mean every time that happens that you have to be particularly alarmed I'll give you an example from the real world and you can go and look this up anywhere and you will find this advice left, right and center. Stocks, right? A lot of people invest in stocks. In fact, I'd almost venture to say that in one way or another, a large, probably a majority of people are investing in some way. They might not even realize it. They might just be putting into a pension, not realizing that actually that pension invests in stocks. But a lot of people invest in stocks. A lot of people who don't have any knowledge invest in stocks. And, you know, ultimately that can go one way or the other, whatever. That's not really why I'm discussing here. Why I'm discussing is look at 2022. So I put money into stocks. I know Ryan does. I know most people do, right? It's a clever thing to do just to try and build up your almost your retirement portfolio. Well, what's interesting is that 2022 has pretty much been an awful year for stocks. If you're just investing in long-term ones where you're just putting it in, not really thinking about it, it's been an awful year. And it's very easy in that situation to just think, I should stop, I should pull out. But what's the advice? Go and, go and check this online. If you say, what should I do about my stocks now? They'll say, hold. Hold your position. Keep investing. In fact, you should be more grateful because the market's going down because it means you can invest at a lower price. And then over time, it should rise again. That's the advice that well-reasoned people, analysts, people who study stocks and shares will give you. And they'll give you that time and time again. That's not just now, that's pretty much always the advice. So how do we link that with trading? Well, if you've tested a strategy, see I'm seeing people who I know 
have done a lot of analysis, a lot of testing. They've done things the right way. They've got a strategy that's been doing really well for them. And they still doubt themselves the moment something happens, you know, a blip. And the thing is, actually, if your strategy is good, and that's the ultimate question, is your strategy good? If your strategy is good, you should keep trading it. Just because of a blip, it doesn't mean that the strategy is suddenly turned bad. So effectively you have to trust the process and you might hear this phrase used a lot especially if you follow american sports but i don't listen to a ton of commentary about um football um i I tend to kind of just watch the games and i do listen to a bit of talk sport but i don't tend to listen to all the stuff around that manager talks stuff like that too much i imagine it's probably crept into the english game because a lot of the American phrases ultimately do. And trust the process could end up being one of those that I imagine has passed through. You'll hear it all the time in American sports. Because it's important to do. Not every single trade is going to win. I hate to break that to you, right? But if you're someone who's sitting there thinking, oh, I can't, I love trading, can't wait to get into it properly, I'm going to win every single time. Well, you know, you're going to have a harsh, <laughs> harsh reality one day. And realise that not every trade wins. Even if you're a profitable trader, you won't make profit every single day. You will have days where you lose money. Okay, exactly like stocks. Because the thing is, your edge is your strategy. And you're pushing an edge every time. But you're not guaranteed to make money every time. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. Otherwise, the game we play, trading, would not exist. If it was just a case of, well, I place this trade and it wins every single time. Well, what bookmaker, what person in the world is going to give you odds on a market like that? Who's going to give you odds? No one. If if everyone knows exactly what's going to happen, trading and betting would not exist. So, in a strange way, we have to be thankful of variance. We have to be thankful of the downturns of the downsides because they're ultimately what mean we're able to make money in the long run so try not to be short-sighted and just look at a downswing and think oh no you know woe is me i this is the worst thing that's ever happened in my trading i'm no good at trading i should just pack it all in x y and z and actually realize that this is a part of the game But the important thing is that if you've got a good strategy, then keep pushing that edge because it will turn around. And in the long term, you will make money. See, most of these people I talk to who've been making money over the last few months on a strategy, they have a blip. And then I say, well, how are you doing overall? Oh, I'm still well up. Okay. So what are you worried about? Like, this is a blip. Especially if you're talking about the course of one weekend, like a lot of people are, or maybe just the start of October, the 11-day period. It's the 11th of October today. So it's interesting, isn't it, that people automatically want to try and second-guess themselves. So I'm saying early on, you know, if you just get a blip or a downturn, there is absolutely no reason to panic. You shouldn't change anything you're doing. Because if you do, actually, all you're going to change is you're going to stop pushing the edge that you have. Now, there does come a time 
where you do want to start to look at your strategy. Let's say you've had a strategy and it's made profit. You've been trading it six months and you made profit, I don't know, four or five of the months out of the six. Then suddenly you go on a two or three month run where you don't make money. That is a period long enough where I'd go, okay, if I've had losses on this strategy for three months in a row, I'm going to need to reevaluate the strategy. I'm going to need to look at it inside out. Has something changed? Is there an obvious reason? See, I'll give you some examples as well of how you can do this. The and this is quite advanced stuff. So apologies if you know if you're very early on and you're like, oh, it's a bit too advanced. But I mean, you'll be able to follow it. But but to really grasp the concepts, hopefully you will. I'll try and explain it really basically. But the time of the year can affect trading. So I've noticed that Scandinavian leagues for me in the past couple of weeks have been bad. Yet they had an incre- I had an incredible summer on them. So I'm thinking, what's going on there? So, you know, I was thinking about it and then I thought, hang on, the seasons are nearly ending. I don't trade end of season, but they've still got maybe six, seven games left. So it's not a point where I'd cut it off just yet. I'd give them a couple more games. Then I wouldn't trade the last five. But it's October. What What's happened here in the UK in October? It's got considerably colder, right? I'm, I'm quite often wake, waking up freezing cold at the moment. So there's been a massive shift in the last couple of weeks in terms of in September... You know, when I picked Lucas up for school, sometimes I was still wearing a T-shirt. Now, I'm almost certainly wearing a coat. That's not a long period for that amount of temperature change. And then I thought, well, hang on. This is probably what happens in Scandinavia. And think about Scandinavia. What do you think about? You know, you think about the cold. You think about snow, right? These countries are having the end of their season now for a reason because it's about to get too cold to even play football so if it's too cold to even play football in their winter at the start of winter or as we come to the start of winter now in early october imagine how cold it must be so i had a quick look because whilst one of the games was going on and it was nine degrees and i thought that's pretty low <laughs> right that's pretty low even here in the winter you get the odd one where it's cold maybe colder than that but it's not very often you know you will generally get you know 10 12 15 degrees you know even when it's in the winter time so i was thinking that's pretty cold that is going to affect goals and I'll be interested to see with the winter leagues, when the winter hits in Europe, for example, how does it affect things? How does it affect the amount of goals? Do things change? You know, when we get to like, especially like December, January, maybe February, what do we look at there, even in the European leagues? So again, that's an angle to look at. And when you've got, a solid year of data on a testing strategy, you can actually look at that and you can go, right, was there anything obvious in this league this month? Why did suddenly the Norwegian league not be profitable when it was hugely profitable? Why did the Swedish league do the same? It's important to look at it 
from a month-to-month perspective. And all of this really is part of your due diligence as a trader. You want to be able to know what's the moment I need to worry. And I've said, like, if you get two or three months of losses, that's when I'd start to look at the strategy more closely. I'm sure as hell not doing it after one weekend, and I'm not doing it after two bad weekends. There's too much short-term thinking when it comes to trading, in general with traders. This is a massive problem. And I think that you really need to get a hold of that, kind of grasp that concept that we're not in this for this weekend, and we're not in this for next weekend. We're in it for long-term profit. So if you're so worried about whether you make a profit this weekend, there's a couple of things going on there. Number one, you're putting way too much pressure on your trading. You're you're saying that you're essentially saying that if I have a bad weekend, everything's going to go kaput. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to start trading differently. Maybe I'll cut some things out, and things have gone tits up. So oh, I'm just going to have to pack it in, right? Well, the other thing you're saying is that I only think week to week, and therefore. You know, I'm going to make mistakes potentially because I'm going to go, well, this week didn't go well. I better stop trading it or I better half my stakes or, you know, all these kinds of crazy reactions that people have to one or two bad weeks of trading. And like I say, just the reality of that is that you don't need to worry if you've got a strategy that's good. Now, this is the key. If you've got a strategy that's good. What I think happens with a lot of people is that they don't fully trust their strategy. What are the reasons for this? Well, have you tested it long enough for you? Because people will come to me and say, Martin, how long should I test for? And I'll always say like, well, I guess three to six months. Realistically, I'd love to just say a year, right? But I know how many people literally cannot wait more than a month or a few results before they want to start putting money on something. But I'd love to say to you, test it for a year. See how all the months do. See how the leagues react to certain things. See how, and when you've got a full year of data, you've got all the leagues you trade, you've got their summer and winter phases, and you can work out, okay, this is what happens here. So therefore, as we're going to next year, I go into next year a lot stronger. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's all about going into your next trade stronger, having more faith in what you're doing. If you don't believe in something after a little blip, I think you don't have confidence in your strategy. And that's the ultimate problem. Now, why is that? Have you tested it enough? Have you tested it enough for you? Some people feel confident after a month. And that's fine. But most people don't. I I would actually say that in general, I would like to get a year's worth of data before I'm confident, fully confident in something. You know, but someone might feel comfortable after a month, they might feel after three, they might feel fine. Really, it's an individual feeling. At what point do you start to feel confident in what you're doing? At what point do you have the confidence that when you have a couple of bad weekends, you'll still make the exact same decisions? Because that's what matters. What is trusting the process? Trusting the process is continuing to do what you have been doing, knowing 
that the results should turn around. And you should trust the process once you've started that process, unless you've got a seriously good reason not to. One of the examples I've given is if you have three losing months in a row. I think that's a serious example where you want to look at that strategy and go, okay, what's wrong? Now, you might, you might say, well, Martin, I don't know how to evaluate a strategy. Well, <laughs> that's what me and Ryan are for. Like, seriously, if you, if you want help, come and get help. Because we've done this, you know, for, I mean, if you combine our knowledge, decades. Yeah? And seriously, why not get the help of people who really know a lot about this stuff? Because a lot of people don't seek help. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with traders. But you should see, you've got, the, the thing with BetfairTradingCommunity.com is you've got the opportunity there. It's, it's literally there for you on a plate. If you want help, if you want advice, if you want tips, if you want to really get a grasp of your strategy and, and have a good, have someone with a keen professional eye look at your work and then give you an opinion. You know, it's like, it's like anything you do. It's always better to get a, a trusted professional in to help you, isn't it? Um, you know, imagine imagine if I just wanted to build a wall and I just went, do you know what? I'm going to do some building work, like some serious building work on my house, but I'm not going to get a professional opinion. I'll just do it myself and see how it goes. How do you think that's going to go? Like, seriously, how do you think that's going to go? Even if you watch her video... Yeah, you know, of someone building that building. That's what that's getting a professional opinion. This is the thing, right? You've got strategy, get someone to look at it and then go, okay, this might be what I can this might be why it's not working. And people do do this, which is good. A lot of you do do it, but I know a lot of you don't. And I'm appealing to the ones who don't. So it's interesting, isn't it, that a lot of our lack of trust in our process in our strategies comes from a lack of com a lack of confidence in the strategy one last thing before i I'll, I'll leave it because hopefully you've got the point just trust the process i think a lot of it's overstaking when you're panicking after a couple of bad weekends i think you're staking too much money this is two phases. You're either staking too much in terms of too much per trade. So let's say you have, I don't know, £500 bankroll. If you're staking much more than £10 per trade, you might not feel comfortable. If you're, you know, if you're exiting a trade with minimal losses or minimal gains, maybe you can increase that amount above the £10 and, and still feel okay. But you want to go too much above 25 would you, on something like that? Because that's already 5% of your bankroll. It's the exact same thing with people who are over trading. They're, they're putting too much money in. that Because it's not always your percentage of your bankroll that's over trading. Sometimes it can be in your head. I could have a £1,000 bankroll and be you know, trading £10 stakes, really low 1% of my bankroll per trade and still be upset when it loses because I go, well, I can't really afford to lose £10 or I haven't, you know, this is why we always talk about putting that money aside. That should be money you've put aside. 
you don't think about that money as money for bills or money for anything else. It's your trading bankroll. And therefore, if you lose £10, it's part of the process, right? It's like, it's like investing in stocks. If you lose £10 in your stocks and you've invested a grand, you shouldn't pull out of it if it's a good stock, if it's expected to rise in the next few years. You should hold steady and keep going. It's exactly the same thing with trading. So the recommendation I can give you there is reduce your stakes. If you're betting an amount or trading an amount you're not comfortable with, reduce the stakes. Get to a level where you feel comfortable. It might be one pound, it might be two pound, but a lot of you are learning. You're, you're learning to become good traders. So I wouldn't worry too much and go, well, yeah, but Martin, if I only trade one pound stakes or two pound stakes, how am I going to make any serious money? Well, in the short term, you won't. In the short term, you won't. But you might start to turn a profit because you're able to trust the process and you're comfortable with your stakes. And then as you do that, you can start to scale up. And that's, that's really as simple as it gets. But how many people don't follow this advice? So I hope this helps you. I think this is a really good podcast for everyone to listen to, all abilities, whatever level you're at. Because I think it's very, very easy for us to start doubting ourselves when things go wrong. And, and there's nothing wrong with you if you do that. That's a perfectly natural human reaction. The thing is, what we have to do is kind of work out what parts of that reaction are relevant and what parts are just fear kicking in. All right, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a great week. And most importantly, I hope you make some money on Betfair this week.